Welcome to Sharkcast, Season 1, Episode 4. I am Mish. I'm Josh. And ho, 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 I'm stabbing you in the face. Because I'm Inquisitor <laughs> Santa. <laughs> I'm so... Eric, actually. Not Santa. But you, Are you sure? I, I, I don't know. I mean, we, it's not a video podcast, so you, you don't know. I do, I might have spikes in my eyes. This, this would it certainly be very... looks that way from here. It's <laughs> true. My video is actually off. Uh, so well, that would also explain why we're so late if you were getting spiked. I know. You know, Inquisitor Santa came all the way from Scadrial and was like, oh, wait, I am Inquisitor Santa. Oh, I, this mythology is <laughs> taking a nose dive. Uh, see, see, kids, if you're having you're- bad... If you're having a bad holiday, just just remember, at least you're not getting stabbed in the face. <laughs> I like getting stabbed in the face. Yeah, see, see, in, in Inquisitor Santa, if you if you're naughty, then you die and get turned into a hemorrhagic spike. If you're nice, then you get one of those hemorrhagic spikes. <laughs> Either way, you're getting stabbed. That sounds like a very good karmic system. Good presence. Bad death. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, it's Christmas Eve Eve when we're recording, and so yeah. So happy holidays, everyone, and I hope you're not getting stabbed in the face. <laughs> and if you are, tell us about it. I mean, we we want to learn firsthand what it's like. Get it, get it on YouTube. <laughs> It'd be great. YouTube works. Yeah. Moving on, I think Eric has another bit of news that he wants to share with us. Well, yeah, yeah, well, Carrie would share this if she was here. But, uh, Carrie, um, if we, uh, blah, 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 I can't even talk anymore. So, on the wiki, we don't have very much art. So, if you are an artist and have made fan art, let us know and upload your stuff to the wiki. We don't want to steal your artwork, because that is bad. Uh, and we want to be... We want to... Not get stabbed in the face? Well, well, we should modify this as a... If you're an artist and are willing to share your artwork with us yes. for the week... Right. Please let us know, because we would love artwork for the And it'll say that, you, you know, you did it and everything, and it's just, you know, if you have awesome artwork of Kaladin, uh, or, you know, anyone, it would be awesome for it to be on the wiki for everyone to see. And, and yes, Ink Thinker, we're talking to you. <laughs> it's true. Plus, we'll make sure that you get a shiny award if you're on the forums. Awards it's true. That's true. You do, you do get an award, which... Uh, I know is a very coveted. Mm-hmm. They're highly sought after because, like, nobody has them. Yes. Supposedly. Shall we get started, guys? Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think we should delay it a couple more weeks. <laughs> I think we delayed it long enough. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... Yes. Yeah, let, let's... So. Good. So so what happened in this chapter? Because it's been so long, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, very true. So, uh, well, we don't remember. Oh, let's, let's just... Well, goodbye, everyone. Uh, it's been good pop. Uh, so, <laughs> chapter 10, Raiden chapter. Uh, Raiden decides to gather a couple more people, and we see him being funny with Galadon, and not much else happens. Oh, he goes and sees one of the gang leaders. Yeah, the he's, he's the, the Baron. 
So, well, he doesn't like talk to him, but yeah. Yeah, no. But but he he's sees just... him. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and I loved Raiden in this chapter. Like, it's it's good when characters do things. <laughs> it's so true. Well, it's very, yeah. it's chapter true. eleven. That's that's going to be another one of those nothing happens chapters. So just get ready. No, no. Anyway, no. I, politics. I, happens. No. But let's that's, get back to the here and now. But now. So, it, it was awesome because Raiden was very quick thinking. I love the fact that when instead of having one plant, one person come into Elantris, there are three people, he instantly is like, okay, going to have to change up the plan. Caledon, you get to be baked. Yeah. Just follow the doula. He has the cure. What? <laughs> I love that that is a story, too. I would have never thought of something like that. And, yes. I, and, and the line that Galdon's not worth all, or Raiden's not worth all the dried meat in the world. Raiden's <laughs> always worth the meat. <laughs> you two and the meat, really? Of course. So we're the men, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> My question has always been, how long how long has Raiden planned this? I just like, like how you totally ignore that <laughs> comment. There, okay. There's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It. Uh, well, Raiden seems I, to have planned it for a while. I mean, you you know he can't have planned it before he got thrown into a laundress, but at the exact same time, he comes into a laundress and pretty much instantaneously comes up with a plan. Well, that's just because we see the interesting stuff. And if you had you know days on end with nothing to do. You get to thinking. I'm hungry. Oh. <laughs> hungry. No, that's not Batman. That's that's ruin. Oh, I thought that was Raiden's stomach growling. You're hungry. You better go steal that food from the 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 newbies. Steal it from the noobs. Oops. <laughs> that sounded wrong. you guys think about Raiden in this chapter? Uh, what do you mean? I don't I don't know what you're trying to get at with that. Uh, well, I know that one thing that I liked was the fact that he finally explains why he doesn't want his identity to be known. I also love the fact that Galadon finally finds out who Raiden is. That is it's one of my... True. <laughs> you're the crown prince? Dolokin! Yeah, what's Dolokin? By the way, that's kind of weird. Like, they curse by Dolokin. Is Dolokin some Jester god or something? It is true. Well, or. And. No. Jester's a very interesting religion. Like, there's a. Is, hmm? Go ahead. Isn't that basically where the mysteries come from? Well, yeah, Jester. Jester is the religion that knows about the door. Mm hmm. Right? Yes. And true. so the door is actually called the Jesker Over Spirit. So Jesker is about worshipping spirits, which is kind of interesting. And the door is the Over Spirit, so what's Dolokin? 
I wonder if the door is, or if the spirits that they worship, are they spirits simply head people from, uh... You, you know, that's literally just what I thought when, when I was saying that. It's like, hey, maybe they're spren-like things. And it's like, things like that. Which I don't think spren-like people. Although, side note, Brandon has confirmed that there are people that live in Shadesmar. That's true. So. But they didn't get there from Cell. No, they did not. Well, well it's maybe just, it's they just did. I don't know what I'm talking to about. Get to Shadesmar on Cell. It's not impossible. But so, what about Dolokin? There's mm-hmm. a there's a line called Burning Dolokin, and if you read the Emperor's Soul, there's a part about burning rocks. Oh wait. No, so there's something very interesting about burning. Cause a in the soul? Yeah, and in the Lantris. So apparently there are burning rocks in the south. Then there are also burning things in the sky in Emperor's Soul. I might get that part slightly wrong. But then Elantrians burn better than normal things. Elantris has a thing with fire. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I wonder if M- maybe they're um, burning some of the ganja. <laughs> and it's making them hallucinate. What? Wow, really? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> he just made a random drug, drug reference. There was no other point to it besides that. Wow. You, you're <laughs> bad when the LDS members totally kick <laughs> my butt with the drug references. I'm <laughs> just, just saying. What did you guys think of the content for this chapter? Galadon's great. Well, Galadon is always great. That's true. Yes, he is. And he's very straightforward about everything that he does. Except for when he isn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but even, he is all the time, except when he isn't. Even I when come he... from a peace-loving culture, but I'm a total pessimist. Well, he can be a... At least he's straightforward about goes, although I love that rant and the fact that Gal- or that Rayodin walks off on, like, mid-rant. What? I'm a doula! The doula are the happiest people in the world! I'm so happy! Rayodin, where are you going? <laughs> and Galadon has no idea that Dooladel isn't free. Oh, it's sad. Okay. It's like, in Dooladel, men can do whatever... I forgot the line. It's been forever. But it's like, where men are free. Which, by the way... Speaking of where men are free, side note, issue I have, why, this comes up later, but I'm kind of commenting about it now, why is a woman in a position of power such a bad thing? Elantrians would not have male versus female problems. Women are, you by the sounds of the society, on the exact same level as the men. Uh, yeah, I guess... I'm going to guess Eodon's a jerk on that one. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to go, like... he was a sexist pig who's married to a total bimbo, and yeah, so but... that's the culture the entire kingdom adopted. But ten years, women would not like being oppressed, and it would take a lot more than ten years to oppress women again. But Well, well they did the peasants. It could be that uh, it only mattered in Elantris, the gender biases didn't matter anymore. Um, and, I mean, and, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I need to think about that, because on one hand, 
it seems like the peasants are pretty well uh, divorced from Elantris in many ways. Like, they want Elantris to come back, but they're also scared of it, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, oh, that's kind of weird. And and Eondel, who's really conservative, I mean, Eondel doesn't actually mind Serini, but we'll talk about Serini later. But, like, that was kind of interesting. We'll come back to this. Yeah, that, that's, that's something interesting to talk about. But what did you guys think about the setting of this book? You know, I am bothered because, you know, I, for anyone who's, like, seen 300, you know 300, where Leonidas is all talking about how Sparta's the land of freedom and those Persians are evil. Uh, well, you know... It's not really... Sparta is not America. And no. they're not about freedom. <laughs> and Raiden talks about how Aurelon was the land of opportunity. And it's like, you know, we always kind of put American values into fantasy worlds. I, is, is that like a writing trick to make it good for an American audience? To make <gasps> you empathize with the heroes? Because it seems I like a cheat. I think, honestly, what it is, is, as a culture, we like uh, having, you know, we like our society, we like our freedom, and we get really uncomfortable when we consider others not having that freedom, Mm -hmm. so we like to give, we also like to give others that same freedom we have, so it's kind of like a well, if I'm going to create this world, I'm going to create an ideal world, and part of an ideal world is for there to always be opportunity. I guess. I, I sort of thought of it like it's a really good shorthand. Well, the villains, the Fjordel, are oppressed, whereas Aurelon's the land of opportunity, and, you know, that's a very sort of nationalistic sort of thing. And Aurelon's not America. No, it's true. But I think that that's where that comes from, is we want to give these cultures what we have ourselves. I wonder if it's an effective writing trick in other countries. Like, I mean, if, like, does it affect the sales? Like, I wonder if that works for people in other countries reading. Speaking of other countries, I was actually reading a book series mildly recently where the writer is from Australia, Mm -hmm. and it drove me crazy through most of the book because in Australia – From what I've been told, if you're in Australia, please feel free to correct me. But from what I've been told, the Aborigines are really looked down on as a lesser race. Mm -hmm. And there was actually a genocide of a complete race of Aborigines. And that was really strongly reflected in her writing because when she would talk, there was a sub-race in her books and it drove me absolutely mad the entire time until Josh told me, you know, she's from Australia. That's how they look at the, that huh. culture. And well, so, guess you know, that book isn't getting much international appraise. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is. Well, okay. yeah, it, it is. It's well, a I really don't... solid book, but I could see how her personal beliefs and her opinions were reflected in her writing. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of interesting how our cultural biases affect writing. It's true. 
Speaking of writing tricks, though, did you guys notice any in this chapter? No. I noticed such a bad one. Oh, what was that? Yeah. I, I know the Baron. I have a knack for faces. And it's like, when is that ever mentioned in the entire book again? Is that mentioned before? No. Is it nope. mentioned after? Never. Nope. Like, that's yeah. very true. It's like, no, never. I've read the whole book. No, never comes up again. Was it referenced before? No. It's, I mean, I believe that Raiden, being the prince, no, would know all noblemen. But it's like, that's pretty shaky ground. I have a knack for faces. Like, okay. But it's not, is- it's not a big thing, so I don't really care. But it's like, come on. It- it would be the excuse that he's giving Galadon at the time, because at the time Galadon doesn't know that he's the prince. So he's like, um, I wouldn't know. He's a just noble. lying, I would Galadon. Just, I I have a knack for faces. But Tan. So, oh yeah, I I guess so. But it doesn't so, say it in his viewpoint still that he he would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still. Well, and he does kind of have a knack. It is very convenient. One no, one trick that I noticed that I liked was the fact that Redden and and you guys get to make fun of me for another name. Oh. Um, I actually bothered to write down the names this time, so be proud of me. Um, other than that guy and that other guy, exactly. Face. Uh, Saolin. No, you did you did that fine. Yeah, that that one was actually right. So, <laughs> you, so you pronounce the letters in the order they appeared, and it's correct. <laughs> Shocking. And you no. didn't put any extra ones in. <laughs> oh no! But so when Raiden and Salen talk about Eondel, it's really clever because you get to see a character that's going to be introduced in the next chapter. And these two characters praising him before you see him when he comes on screen, you go, "Oh, it's I already that him. exactly." If that that was really clever. And there's some. This book is that very, happened a few times in Elantris. It's happened a few times. It's mm-hmm. very good use of viewpoints and very good exploitation of the triad structure. Like there are some benefits to the triad structure. Plotting maybe takes a little hit, but you can do little clever things like that, and it's like it, mm-hmm. it makes the triad like a more cohesive whole when there's connections between the two like that. That's very true. One last cool writing trick that Brandon uses is to avoid what is called maiden butler talk, where the maiden the butler would automatically know this information, but they're they have a third person who wouldn't overhear them talking to explain it to the reader. Instead, Brandon has a character who does not trust Raiden and questions him every step of the way. I think it's actually the same guy. And because Raiden is then given a chance to explain it, the audience gets to find out the answer without it being a very, duh, this person should already know this situation. Yeah. Well, doesn't something very similar happen with Sherlock Holmes and Watson? That's Watson's point. Yes, it is. That is Watson's. That Watson's character is pretty much the entire. Well, Holmes, how can you know this? So well, that, yeah, and then Holmes has an opportunity to explain how the plot's going on. That that's true, and also for. It, it was completely intentional to have that awesome bromance in these last two Sherlock Holmes movies. That, that's what's I haven't awesome. seen them, so hot. Oh, they're so good. Well, it, there's bromance, okay? 
Okay. It's it's great. Sun- suddenly reminds me of Scrubs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. Well, no, there's actually a song in Scrubs that is a song about bromance. I'm sure there's many musical interludes in that show. That's for sure. It's awesome. Anyways, what problems did you guys notice with this chapter? If any. Uh, Raiden knows nothing about Elantris, despite living like two miles away from it. (laughs) He's like, this place is so random and foreign, I I don't know anything about it. And he's been there before. He's been there Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. And you would think that uh, don't Elantrians require schools? What? Like, isn't there something in there? I'm I'm asking you because you've read further ahead. It doesn't Elantris require all the children to go to school? Back when it was in, yeah, I not exactly. That wasn't the impression that I got. It, it seemed that many people had time to be more educated, but I don't think it was a requirement. Fair enough. I, I don't know. How old is Raiden when Elantris falls? Uh, How old is he in the book? <laughs> Take that minus ten years. I know Serenity is twenty-five. So, and Raiden's leg breaks when he's about eight, so he's at least twenty-eight, assuming that he's two years older what? than Serenity. Assuming that he's two years older than Serenity. Why would you make that assumption? Or, or I okay, excuse me. No, the way that came to that. Assuming this random fact that we have no basis in reality. Eighteen. Okay. I'm bad at math, in case you guys didn't already know this. For some reason, my brain went, 8 plus 10 is 28. (laughs) Yeah. So, teens. But Serenity is 25, and I would assume that he's at least her age, if not slightly older. So, 15 to 17. How about that? So, he's, yeah, probably somewhere in there when it falls. So, he really should have. That's no. true. It's just, it's really convenient. Well, Galadon, what is this place? And it's like, come on, Raiden. The Maiden Butlering. Basically, but see, that's a... If we hadn't been an- analyzing this and we wanted to stretch out and we didn't need to just stretch out our content, which we totally don't do, ever, <laughs> uh, ever. then we never... I never would have, like, noticed that. I mean, I... except on, like, the third read-through, really. I don't think I would have either, and but it was just... what read-through are you on, Eric? Huh? What, what read-through read- are you on? Uh, it's, I... I can't it's remember. At least, like... It's at least my fourth. Yeah, this is three for me. I, well, I mean, I guess since I've already read the book, so now I'm on four. <laughs> yeah, now you're on four. Anyways, so, another question I had. Where does Tan get the axe? Tane? Tan. Tan. I would say Tan, so I think you had it right. But that, that, that one's a legitimate pronunciation issue that we, I will not fundamentally make fun of you for. To Aang. Misha, what happened to you? Who are you and where is Michelle? <laughs> where does he get the axe? They snuck out and stole it. <laughs> well, and the other one, why are there not more weapons? Yeah, if because the Elantrians are lazy and they, unwilling to risk going outside the walls. They didn't. 
have enough room in their backpacks when they went up to stole the first No, I just it was it got me thinking. What about you know, Yes, Elantrians could use magic to cut things, but they would you know, why use magic when uh to screw something in when a screwdriver would work just as well? That's because you have to go and grab the screwdriver and your magic <laughs> you. Yeah. No, but so if you had magical powers to teleport to the toilet every morning, would you not use that all the time? No. Yes, would. No. Really? Are you serious? It's like it's it's too hard for me to get up and make food. I'm going to just teleport down to the kitchen. Food? Yes. Bathroom? No. Because at <laughs> At a certain point, this is actually one thing that's really fascinating about fantasy. At a certain point, it becomes becomes more practical to just use the mundane objects. Because while you can do it with magic, you can create a aeon that screws a screw into place if you have one single screw. But the time it takes to create that aeon... Because you'd have to figure out all the modifiers and everything, you probably could have screwed it in by hand really easily. But now, to my be fair, why are you even using screws in Elantris? I mean, come on, that's way too mundane. Like you just like paste it to the wall or something. Like fair, but I'm just using that as an easy example, mind you. If you were screwing in an entire room's worth of screws, oh yeah, do a modifier, find all of them. That's great. That's going to take less time. This is but... just what Elantrians can do all their work while still in bed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now here's a question. Okay. Um, when the Riyadh happened, it blo- it broke all of the Aeons, right? Yeah. Now, assumably, or presumably, there is some adhesive Aeon going on somewhere in Elantris. Uh-huh. Or the building of the wall. Or... There's got to be some structural Aeon going on. Why doesn't it break the wall? That's a very good point. Uh, good Elantrian engineering. I think, yeah. Because you could create stone, but it's still shaped in the proper way. Yeah, you would actually... I mean, maybe that's why some of the roofs are no longer in place, is because they (laughs) did... Or, you know, Elantris has constantly commented on being falling down... But, again, it's kind of the similar thing. Why use a whole bunch of magic to hold something in place when simple architecture holds it in place just as well? awesome. It's like Eric, waiting for the city of the gods, and uh, so we better make everything out of magic. You are insane. <laughs> well, I mean, but wasn't Elantris already there when they arrived? It's true, but maybe the Elantrians just made it way more awesome. Okay, that sounds legitimate. The Elantrians are like, well, hey, I'm a god. I'm awesome. So now we'll make everything else awesome as well. That's how it works, right? That's science. Right. That, that science, is it? God plus things equals awesome. <laughs> okay, I'll take that math. That's math. <laughs> That's math. I, 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 pr- I proved that in my analysis class. Did you now? Yeah. God stuff equals awesome. Yeah, they they all have very rigorous mathematical definitions. I How about the plus war equals awesome? Does is that one still hold true? Which one? God plus war. No. No, I, see that it, it breaks. Theory yeah, broken. Only if you have a PS3. Oh. 
So if you don't, okay. then... Well, there, it's also so if, if you have an Xbox, you're safe. Cool. Anyways, <laughs> what did you guys think of the character interactions in this chapter? Uh, Gal- Galadon's great. Galadon. I already said that. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, that's basically the answer to that question. Galadon is awesome. What did you think of this? He's good. Galadon is awesome. Galadon's good. Through the entirety of chapter 11. Just just you wait. That's good. Specifically, though, I really liked the fact that uh, the contrast between Raiden's optimism and Galadon's pessimism. Well, it, that's because Galadon is awesome. Well, yes, Galadon is awesome, and it's worth repeating multiple I would times. Like to point out that I was laughing so hard that I hurt my knee. <laughs> what? Well, I was like rocking back on my chair. And anyway, this is a video while we record these things, so we can see it and laugh at you. This internet's really bad. Okay, I don't know how well this is recording. So, so well, what foreshadowing did you guys notice from this chapter? Foreshadowing that we should move on to the next one. <laughs> That's technically every chapter. It foreshadows that there's another one. Uh, there's the children. He asks about the children, and we see the children uh, next chapter? I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah. After maybe the one after. Yeah. After Karata. But Karadin asks, you know, hey. where are the children? Hey, Karate! <laughs> oh, well. Do you guys want to move on to the next chapter, or do you have anything we else? We probably you should. You know... You guys, we actually, like, listeners, we actually aren't recording later than he did last week, and yet it's going way worse. I don't think it's going worse, but... Oh, okay. We're rambling. That's We are rambling. So let's ramble on uh, the rambly chapter. Okay, so, Serene, quick reminder, this is where she has the lunch with everybody who is meeting with Rayodin, and yeah, that's pretty much everything that happens. Oh. I would need to make a correction. So, yes, last time, uh, Josh was like, this lunch scene is stupid. And I'm like, no, that's where they see Royale. But no, no, not true. I got it confused with this lunch scene, which is actually useful, whereas that other lunch scene, totally not. So, again, I read the rest of the book, and I have no idea what's going on in this triad, so that's my bad. So what we're saying is I finally get an award for besting you in knowledge. I read the book. I have more knowledge on it than you. I've read the book, too. Just not recently. <laughs> okay, I really phrased that poorly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you guys think of the characters in this chapter? Um, I mean, overall. Anybody who stood out to you as being awesome or terrible or... Royal's awesome, but we <laughs> yeah, knew that. Great. <laughs> yeah, Galadon is awesome. There you go. That's my opinion. <laughs> no, Royal is pretty... Which, by the way, I love his Royal. It's kind of odd. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a very royal name. Hey! <laughs> no, I really like how cautious he is. When he sees Serene, I like how cautious he is. Royal. He's very cautious. He kind of tests Serene with her knowledge and her wit, and he doesn't actually jump into anything, which I really liked, because a lot of the characters in this book seem to be very impulsive. 
I never got that impression. They they're very yeah. There's a couple of impulsive characters, but Galadon is very thought out because he's awesome. <laughs> Run after him. He has a cure. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, but like, t- yeah, there's a lot of crafty characters. Yeah, there's there's some that aren't. Fun fact about Duke Royal, he is the only Elantris appointed official to remain in power, and he has the port city of Ayald. Which is not on the map. Well, you bet and, you know that. Well, and I think Eric, you said that none of the other cities were named. One of the cities is that one of the other cities is actually named in this chapter. What? I don't remember what it was, but one of the other. Maybe I'm just thinking of that city. Yeah, I think you are, because I read oh. it and I made a wiki article on it. I mean, it could be one of the other cities, but it doesn't say that. It just says it's another port city, and also the. Iodon chose K because it had a great port. So I I all I don't think can be one of the four cities because the other four the other three cities are abandoned. So it can't be one of the other ones. So it's somewhere else. Because Which, we know that Elantris map totally. Speaking of land, what did you guys think about the uh, land around the chasm? Oh, this is so neat. Uh so oh okay. Wait, it's Count Eden? That so Count I Eden yeah. has crappy land and it's because it's near the chasm. And so Yeah, but Eden's a jerk and he deserves it, so That's true. And you know, even through the end of the book, he's still like I think he just abandons them. I forgot because he was so unmemorable. Well, and like, I love Eden was such a jerk through this entire chapter, I just wanted to slap him in the face. Well, and I love the description, side note, that Brandon used to describe him. I thought we were going to meet again. It's something like a deer uh, or an elk pushing its way into the middle of a pack of wolves. It's just very evocative and very – it's just like, yep. Yeah. Um, but so the chasm, his land, the douche's land, uh, was infertile. And so I thought two things. One – so the land is damaged in some way, which caused the chasm. We know that. And so maybe that's why it's infertile there. And so that's where this nexus of power is coming up and it's damaging the land. And then, whoop, giant crack, and it's chasm. And then secondly, you know, if Elantris is harvesting all the food, or supplying all the food for Aurelon, how crappy is Aurelon's agricultural structure if they have not farmed well, they didn't need to before now. The... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, compared with other societies, you have an agricultural base all the time. And whereas our aliens are like, damn, yeah, screw it. Yeah, it's like seeds and stuff and, you know, yeah. plows. Like, that's very bad when you don't have an agricultural base. And, they, hey, it turned out pretty bad. So it could be because they suck at farming. <laughs> like that's another possibility. Fair enough. Just saying. Okay. Well, next question: What did you guys think of the time frame of the what? book so far? What? What? What did you think of the time frames that have been placed in the book? It, oh, you like the time bomb for the three months? Like, yes, the time bomb has come back again. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. 
Yeah. Remind you of how important this three-month time period is. The three-month time period that actually has no relevance on anything because then's two months in. Well, month and a half, but yeah. Don't we actually get a number of days that it's been in this chapter? No, it's the next chapter. No, it's the next chapter. It's in this triad, though, and I think it's been four days. No, it doesn't say a specific number of days. It just says it's been a few days. since. Okay, few is four. So, deal with it. Three, four, five, somewhere in there, yeah. <laughs> no, it is exactly it's... four, me. I think. Few is exactly four. Exactly. But it's oh, like, oh. wait, later in the book, Iodon, they, they have to deal with Iodon's taxes and they save Iodon. No, they the... don't. Oh, they do. Yes, they do. Iodon dies before they are able to do taxing, and in, at Iodon's death, all of the titles get locked into place. So they never have to actually deal with the taxes. You are slightly misremembering. Well, maybe really? you're kind of right, but it. Well, I, I'm not going to trust you, Eric. You've read the entire book and you don't remember things, and you get them <laughs> wrong, and you try to tell me that I'm wrong, no, and then you're wrong. Where like Ahan's like, well, first you we're deposing the king, and now we're trying to save the king, and now the king's dead. Just make up your mind. <laughs> like that's the order it goes. So I'm pretty sure I'm right that they, the king's ships get sunk, and then they save the king, and then they're like, hey, we made it, he'll he'll make it. So I, I, I thought but the tax period was shorter, basically. Well, yeah, well, I think the reason why they're like, yay, we saved the king, is like, okay, we can help him out when the tax time comes. Okay, well, we'll have but to see when we get there. Speaking of the plan, I had a thought of... You know, they're, they sit there and they, Serini proposes her plan and they're all like, okay, well, that's better than the killing people plan. <laughs> and I was like, like that plan. why doesn't she say, okay, well, you know, if my plan doesn't work, you can always fall back on the killing people plan. Why does or better plan number three? Why didn't they just all pitch their money together so that Royal would be the richest person in the kingdom and make him king? Or Raiden. What was holy Riodin's, crap? What was Riordan's original plan? Uh, he was going to get all of the nobles to back him up in saying that there was a there was need, a need for a better uh, system, and then was basically going to force his father into retirement because they had the majority of the nobles behind him. That sounds like a really bad plan compared to the plans that we just came up with. And that's like seriously, pull your money together, Riordan's king. And yeah. then Raiden can redistribute funds after he's exiled his father and stolen his father's money. Holy crap, it works. I don't know. Okay. Speaking of money, where does King get his money? Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. It's like, I'm so From rich. being a pirate. He's a freaking pirate. I mean, Which... yeah, but I mean... You, you see, eventually you run out of money, man. It's been like... Fifteen years since his pirate money. Which, by the way, I think it's that they money. way over foreshadowed the pirate thing this chapter. Because, like, every time he talks, it mentions how his throat is rough and he has a gruff voice. And it's like, really? Seriously? Can we get... Okay, I get it. Let's go. It's actually mentioned once that it sounded as though his throat had been crushed. Yeah. Really? Like, you don't say... I didn't notice any of that. Like, in yeah. all of my read-throughs, I didn't notice that. Yep. Well, okay. It's like, holy crap, he's a pirate. Also, Spoilers! If he wanted to be king, 
why doesn't he uh, make try to take the uh, throne of Elantris? I mean, he tried to take the throne of Teod. The throne of Elantris. <laughs> well, you're gonna get some technical difficulties. Yeah. Okay, but you understand my point. Yes. You might have to, like, take your giant axe and go chopping through all these lepers, but, you know, well, if you want that throne, it is yours. Well, he, he went, to, he came to Aurelon, and he was like, yar, after every word he said, which made Iodon suspicious of his motives, and so he didn't want to be king. That's true, you know, he could have just been king of Aurelon and then just, like, shipped his crap over to Teod, and it's like, I'm conquering you, heaven yeah. no? Is it just the it's- fact that... <laughs> Doesn't it later in say that uh, Keen is actually the older brother? Yeah, yeah, he's that's, the older brother. Yeah, he is. So maybe the reason why he doesn't go after that throne is just because he actually only wants his birthright? But at the same time, it's like, he's kind of set on being king. Why doesn't he take over another throne? It, it, a throne that is... Sorry. A throne that is... Go, go, <laughs> go, go for it. A throne that it's commented multiple times would be easy to take over. Yeah, well, they, they have the Armada and probably Aurelon's, uh military, as we know. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, so it, maybe my plan is not very good smart. Except for the fact that Keen's a pirate. So <laughs> you've got to remember, dude, being a pirate makes you win. You know what's funny? That uh, Keen is like one of the few... Keen and Serene are like the only people who do not have Teo in their name. Like, what's the capital of Teod? Teros. Eventeo? Hmm. Like, relax, yes. we know you're Teo-ish. Relax, <laughs> bro. No, another side note, but the fact that Keen, uh, it does not, it does not, eh, may not be publicly called even Teo's brother, is in another indication of the fact that he is not actually, or that he was the pirate and he's been disinherited. See, I, I know that now, but when I read the book, like, I never picked up on that. Because, it, like, Gustrot, not really that mentioned in the book, all things considered. And mm-hmm. so, That's very true. I mean, I don't think we've even true. seen Gustrot mentioned yet. No, it's true. So it's like... Even if it's foreshadowed hev- heavily, there's something weird about Keen, but I think it's still well done because it's not like, oh, well, that pirate who's terrorizing everything that's clearly caused the road is clearly Keen. It's like, it's not something that's on our mind, whereas there's bigger mysteries that are on our mind. So Fair I think enough. it's still good foreshadowing. But this one is a great, subtle thing that happens through the book. It's good. No, it's very true. So, what did you guys think of those meetings, by the way? I like all the people. The, uh, oh. Uh, the people um, are good, but what did you think of the meetings? I think most of the nobles are jerk faces. Why what? do you say that? Because Edon's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Galadon <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> But shooting is cool. Shooting is cool. Shooting is, is cool. Okay, Royal is cool. I'll give you Royal. So that's a three of like the six. Okay, I thought though, while I was reading through it, it seems like most of those nobles could not care less if they seem to have a title, or if they do, 
They don't have to worry about losing it. They're all constantly commenting, oh, I have this much money. Oh, I have this much money. Oh, you have that much money. Why do they care about whether or not they're losing their titles? And the tax season. The only one that cares about it is uh, Aiden. Edon. And he's Edon. a jerk. He is. But he Edon and Iodon, they're both jerks. <laughs> People with D's in their names are just jerks. Diloph. Raiden. Oh. Bam. And Galadon. They're all jerks. <laughs> <laughs> they're just different levels. No, but so... His jerk level is over 9,000! <laughs> <laughs> no, but so why would they even care to go to those meetings if they don't they aren't in risk of, like, to continue to go if they aren't in risk of losing their titles. They care about because Gidon's a jerk. <laughs> that is actually the answer here. Gidon's a jerk and they don't want him to be king. Oh, that makes sense. Gidon's <laughs> a jerk. There you go. It's actually the answer. Mystery solved. <laughs> See, I was thinking it was the Duke was wanting, uh, to make sure Raiden did it right. No, but... Raiden's already going to do it right. They just want Eodon gone. Oh, I want that <laughs> in a way different direction. <laughs> Anyways, so before you can be dirty, what did you all think of the Widow's Trial? Well, it's just, it's, it's clearly like, that was the thing that was added in the revision process. It's like, well, it's a widow's trial. What's that? We're not going to tell you until the chapter that we actually, that Brandon actually came up with the widow's trial. <laughs> well, you think that it, okay. It's like, we'll talk about that later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> in case you guys haven't caught on, the widow's trial was actually added during revisions. It was not an original concept, but Brandon was like, oh, hey, this works to get Serenity into the city. Great. We're going to do the widow's trial. But you really thought that it was shoehorned in? I thought it was actually... No, it, it, no, I'm exaggerating. It, 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 it was very smooth, but it's like me knowing, it's like, this is added in the revision process. Me knowing that information, it's like, oh, you put that in here, but we're not, that's not what the scene is about at all, because we wrote the scene and we didn't want to rewrite it all. Well, for me, it just feels very much like, why didn't anybody mention to it to her beforehand? I mean, Keen saw her more than once, never mentioned it. She was hanging out with her cousins. Keen's they never rebel. mentioned it. Keen's a rebel. rebel. Yes, but somebody would have mentioned it to her, even if it was the queen. Rebel. The queen is not a rebel. The king, queen is a bimbo. Rebel. <laughs> no, but it's very true. Somebody should have mentioned to her uh, the widow child, or else even she should have done research into the mourning practices. Yeah, I mean, um, she knows Aurelish customs very well. Why doesn't she know about the Widow's Trial? That's another good point. Like, it's like, well, you are, she knows a lot about Aurelon, and she, do, she doesn't know that. She knows random facts about the Dorethy religion, and yeah, that's kind of a... Doesn't know about the Widow's it, Trial. It's like, it what could, is? It could be, because it's mentioned that the Widow's Trial was something that, uh, what's-his-bucket, jerkface, added after the Elantrians fell... And uh, Elantris and Erlon has been kind of quarantined, so that practice hasn't had a chance to go outside of Erlon. No, but she knows way too much about Aurelish custom to not know about this w- widow's trial. That's true. True, because she knows the entire funeral. 
But the funeral thing could have been before the 10 years. Think about it. If nobody has gone outside of uh, K in the 10 years since the widow's trial got started, it wouldn't be taught to a princess as she's learning uh, the culture that this is something that is done. The funeral the funeral practices could have carried over from the time before Elantris. But this is something that's been... Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. It makes sense, but here's the thing. She's a very, very solid planner. She would have gone, okay, you know, what happens if he snuffs it on my way over? Well, then I'll actually, widow. she totally didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair. But, you know... What will be required of me if Raiden dies before he takes the throne? Mm. I guarantee you she planned for that. Well, even if he was on the throne, right? Well, speaking of Serini with Raiden, I love the way that she reacts to him. And specifically, I love the fact that King keeps on reminding her, oh, hey, you're a married woman. And she's like, dude, you don't have to remind me. <laughs> yeah. Because. She's like, shut up, punky K. I'll take the axe off the wall and kill you with it. <laughs> Did they actually mention the axe? They do. I don't think the axe has been mentioned yet. No, I don't think so. But it will be. No, but, like, seriously, it becomes very obvious why he keeps on doing that shortly thereafter, because when they're making the arguments, uh, when she's trying to argue about why she should be included, somebody goes, or isn't it she, the Jindu? The Jindo? Jindu. <laughs> <laughs> They're the Jindu with the Jindanese knees. <laughs> yes. No, but he's not like, look at the woman that you are talking to. She would have been our queen. And she goes like, dang it all, I should have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the weird thing for me about Sereni. She seems kind of flip-floppy. Sometimes she's well, like, she oh, I'm the master planner. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I'm an idiot. Well, she is a politician. hey <laughs> She's flip-flops. Is there, although she's also Pokemon, I oh, think. she's not Pokemon. No, but it, it, as I like to put it in the notes, Serena used, pity me, I'm a woman. It was somewhat effective. <laughs> no, but seriously, later in, she's all like, oh, I couldn't know my husband, who should I who should have known him best of all, so let me get to know him by living out my dream, his dream. And all the other men are like, yeah, that was kind of sappy. It's um, like, shut up, Serene, <laughs> no one cares. But, Josh, would the chapter be improved or less improved if Serene is only allowed to say her name? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Serene, what do you think of this? Serene. Oh, guys, I got it. I got it. No, Serene's the Pokemon trainer. Okay? <laughs> and she... And... Oh! And I just gotta... And Ashe is the Pokemon. So it's like... And they're balls! That's the great thing about it! So it's like, go, Pokeball! And then it, it pops open into a Seon. <laughs> this is the... And there's a lot of Aeons. You gotta... You gotta ride them all. <laughs> Gotta draw them all. Alright, Lon. It's turning into a more complex Aeon of the same play. <laughs> this is a great spin-off game. I wanna make this. if you were a programmer and you want to make this game with me, 
well, you can do all the work. So <laughs> get me up. Let's do this. Hang right on. Actually, you said balls, and I was only halfway paying attention. At first, I went a dirty thought, and then I actually thought about the thought you were talking about the balls that we find out about in this chapter. Because, which my thought was, how the heck is Serene supposed to find out about the fact that there's actually socializing going on and balls going on? Like balls. <laughs> I had to open my mouth, didn't I? You know, that's it's, typically how you have to talk. Yes. You know, I I forgot that there's balls in the laundress because <laughs> balls are just such a. Shut up, Josh. Uh, <laughs> they're wasted two years of your RPing life. <laughs> Over two years. Uh, <laughs> no, in Mistborn, there's a lot of balls, and so I kind of forget that Elantris has that same plot feature. Well, it's because of the fact that balls didn't really have parties back in the day. They had balls. <laughs> Well, there goes the clean rating again. We we started episode one way off of it. We were never on it. <laughs> we went from to balls. I don't even want to know where we're going next. Yeah, but at least with this episode up until now, we were clean. We're gonna move on past the parties. What? How about we move? Can we move on to chapter twelve? Any objections to that? No. I'm, I'm good I hate with it. The chapters they're too long. They, they, you know, they are really long. Like, I get that they need to set up a lot with the political situation, and we do need to know about that because that's important, but they are really long. I think at this point in the book, we've had more from Serene than we had from Raithan and Raiden combined. No, I don't think it's quite that far. But it's been for the last two triads. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Raithan. And this this is short, so thank goodness. Quick quick reminder for everybody, what happens in this chapter? Well, Horathan decides to give a speech trying to convert people. Diloth jumps up and goes crazy. What? Trolls him. Trolls Horathan, basically. Well, he goes crazy zealot. So he basically goes Diloth. No. So basically, Diloth was big Diloth. Diloth (laughs) is Diloth. Horathan is Horathan. Diloph is Diloph. That's all you need to know. You know... Caladon is awesome. <laughs> and Caladon is awesome. You know what's interesting about Diloph's speech? Is that, uh... You know, I it was really interesting, given how many speeches happened in the last chapter, that we don't see Diloph's speech. Well, that's true. And I think that made it more effective, because then it's like, you can't say that it's sappy or not. And so it's a little more telly actually, because we're not shown the speech. But it's probably more effective. No, it's very uh, I think, honestly, though, in the, with Diloph's speech, I think he's using emotional magic again. Because it's... he has this weird ability to get people to agree with whatever emotions he wants them to have. Well, and it's and also... He's very good at emotionally manipulating people, or he's using magic. And I think he has to be using magic, given that, I mean, how many people has Raisin converted in the last few days? A lot. Well, I and think he, he sitting on the sideline doing magic. 
Well, and the other thing is, well, I don't think Diloff would be doing magic because Diloff knows that no matter how many people convert, they're all going to die anyways. Um, what I think, though, is Horathan's first instinct is to go, and then he's like, oh, no, never mind. It's fine. It could be. I don't, you know, I don't know. I think Diloff is good at what he does because there's a reason why he's in Orion. Oh, there's many reasons. Uh, apparently, Diloff is in Aurelon to be like some undercover agent to defeat Elantris, which I didn't know. So that is an answer to that major question. But he is good at what he does, and so I don't know if it's emotional magic all the time. But it is interesting. I, I do think that he might have that ability. I would absolutely believe it. And I did love the contrast between... Uh, you know, Horathan, who is very controlled. I mean, at one point, there's a really great quote that Josh loved. And... What was that? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> something about it being a combination of theatrics and a prayer. You were trying to uh, talk more, but... No, but... But, so, uh, you know, Horathan just thinks it through. He thinks about things, and is all like, well, they'll... Say that they're coming back just for curiosity, but they're really going to be converting. And then there's Diloph, who's just like crazy and running around. And it's, it's cool to see the contrast between their two characters. Put so this easily. is a very cleverly done chapter. Raven's chapters are short and like they're really well done. Like you have, I like Raven because he's so logical, and you know it. The chapter opens with his hypocrisy, like. Hey, I can't use Fjordan. Fjordel. Fjordel's the name of the language. Uh, and then it'll end with the hypocrisy with him using the Seon. And, and then you have the contrast. And it's just like, it technically, like, storytelling wise, very well done chapter. No, it's yes. very true. And uh, no, in I, this chapter, it's actually revealed that Diloff shouldn't be an artist. If he's reporting directly to Raithen. He should actually be a higher level. Well, I think that that's that one's gotten around because of the fact that uh, Ray, or uh, that Diloph has sworn to be Horathen's uh, Obi, his OB. personal <laughs> Obi. Horathen uh, also have a Wan and a Kenobi. <laughs> it's, it's it's Odiv. O-D-I-V. You were doing O-D-I-V. so well, Mish. And it's hey, like... I was trying to reference it without seeing anything to look at. I think I did pretty good. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice try, points sh- effort, but no. <laughs> Another thing, Josh, why Diloph is not a higher rank is because Aurelon has crap for the Dorethi structure. And so with Hraithen coming in, he needs to build that structure. Wait, so what it is, is a flaw. What uh, is that structure? Promoted him to Ragnat. Yeah, is Hraithen going to promote Diloph? No. What What is the structure, just for those who have forgotten? I don't know. It's Gordith, Grador, Ragnat, and Gjorn. It's all There are two levels that are supposed to be between Ardith and Gjorn, and there is not. Oh. But, but to be also, fair... Also, never I, see any Ragnats who serve Raithen, ever. Unless I'm very mistaken. Wait, Raithen what? Raithen have people that serve him directly. 
No, it's true. Raven's just a badass. He's just a maverick. Josh, are you, did you just not like mavericks? What? Raven's a maverick. He doesn't. He doesn't need people serving under him. He just. He just goes and destroys nations. Okay. Well, you know what? Tell the Batman. I what? love the Batman movies. What? He does it's... wonder once Robin's around. Okay. Hey, he laugh. I'm gonna <laughs> kill you. <laughs> so moving on, uh, what did you think of the Seons versus the Scazies in this chapter? Why aren't they using Scazy to communicate? Yeah. Why aren't they? Why don't the Scazy just follow Wraithen around? Oh, okay. So maybe maybe I should backtrack and say what Scazy. So Scazy are referenced once in the book in near the very end, and it turns out Scazy are sort of like evil seans. That's, that's what Brandon has said to, you. to us. Uh, it's all there in the manual. Don't worry about it. Right. And the Scazy, like, Diloph's line at the end is like, when he's talking to Red, and it's like, ha-ha, so the Scazy were right. Elantrians can be killed. Apparently not knowing that all the Elantrians were killed in the beginning of the book. Anyway, um, never mind that. But it's like, why are they using Seans when they have this other thing? Like, I think my personal theory Skeezy cannot do uh, instant communication. They have other abilities that they could do. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's just, it's an interesting, why do, then why do Seance have instantaneous communication? My thought uh, is, honestly, the Skeezy can do it. They're just lazy. <laughs> Either well, that, or the Seons are of, de- or of devotion, and they're very devoted to their masters, but if the Skazier of Dominion, they're like, oh, the heck with you. I want you to serve me. I would not be surprised. <gasps> what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, uh, Wern, big man, who... He's giant. It... He's fat. No, 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 no. He's no, no, no. Leader... tall. He's a giant. The leader of the, uh, religion is actually, there aren't multiple Skazy. There's one Skazy. And he is the leader of the religion. The Skazy were right. That implies multiple. <laughs> oh, snap. Bam. Gram- grammar Skazy. to the face. The Skazy were right. Yeah, because it was... The Skazy one. was right. They were right. <laughs> I feel off. I'm just going to impersonate you with a bunch of different voices. That's just <laughs> what Ron does. He, it, it's like Halloween. Okay, random thought I have. And then the other Pokemon trainers can use the Skazy. Ah, yes. My my thought was also, what would happen if uh, somebody tried to call the same Sion at the same time? Do they have call waiting? No, you just get a busy signal. It would magically know, and it'd be like, hey, dude, I'm on the other line. (laughs) Just like that, but... No, see the, the the other Pokemon. I'm sorry, uh, they're called Team Dominion in that in that Pokemon game. That would so be a Pokemon team name. Come on, it actually kind of would. I know, right? I know. Right? <laughs> but you know, the Seons, they are so devoted. Like, if you know that Aeona is held the shard of devotion, and you kind of figure that the Seons have something to do with Aeondor then it's like, the Seons are holy crap devoted. Like, it's so obvious that they're of devotion now that we know the name of that shard. It's very true. Yeah. Like, 
dude. No, and, uh, well, and my question with Sion's was, where are they going? There's, it's happened two different times that Sion's are a lot less common than they were before. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought where you, are they That going? would be the Skazy killing spree. That's actually a really good idea. That's what I was just <laughs> going on a death killing spree, and that's where all the Sions have been going. I'd buy that, that. I, I would too, actually. Either that, or else the other thing that just popped into my head was they're not as commonly seen because they're all floating around a Elantris having been broken with their Elantrians. What if when an Elantrian is created, the Sion is consumed? Ooh. What? What? No, that 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 can't be right. I don't think that that's right, but well, because the 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 shield is an effect of a direct effect of Elantris. Oh, I wonder if it's they're using up their power because doesn't it say later in that they can <laughs> similar to the breath side note, but they can use their um whatever Aeon creates their center. They can use it in a burst of power once, and then it's yeah. So they're using it to defend themselves against the Skazy. <laughs> wait, wait. That is a terrible defense strategy. You're, you're coming to kill me. I'm going to commit suicide. <laughs> like, how is that effective? Actually, that's how I play Halo. Actually, yes, it is. <laughs> well, oh, oh, so the Seans are blowing themselves up to try and take out the Skazy, too. Actually, that makes that, sense. That could be. <laughs> yeah, because Seans are known for their aggression. Viciousness. Oh yes. No, maybe oh. the Skazi are coming to kill the people the Seons are serving. Okay. And the Seons are so devoted that they blow themselves up and That's kill the Bam I'm serving. Theory. <laughs> sticky. <gasps> They're sticky grenades. They're climbing. <laughs> Go, Pikachu! I choose you. Why are you exploding? No. <laughs> Question, or I should say, back on track. Question: What else did we find out about uh, the Seons in this chapter? Uh, there are girl Seons. Yeah, that was the coolest thing I found out. Horathan Seon is a chick. I totally pictured it as a dude the entire time. With a very feminine voice. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> no, I picture it. Honestly, how did I serve you? Honestly, no, I honestly picture it as more of a, how may I serve you? Just kind of a... Oh, baby. (laughs) 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 What am I going to do with YouTube? Just laugh or podcast with us. (laughs) It is cool that that Xeon's going to focus on, be a major focus and then a sequel, as it's Mm -hmm. going to be Aiden's Xeon. That's true. Though, so, speaking of Aiden, side note, backing up to the last chapter, no, why does... No, we're not going back there. Just one question. <laughs> nobody consider Rayodin might be an Elantrian? Especially Keen. He lives with an Elantrian. Why doesn't ever anybody think, hmm... Like, really... Aiden because the... Gidon is a jerk. That's why. <laughs> and Galdon is awesome. <laughs> No, here's the thing. They all went to his funeral. He's dead. Who knows? 
I mean, you don't throw a funeral for someone going into a laundress. You just pretend that they never existed. Oh, I thought you were just saying Iodon's a dick just because. I was like, oh, that's no, that's it's that's actually Iodon's a dick. That, that, it's just like I didn't realize you were going somewhere where that was this intelligent. <laughs> Bird. <laughs> I'm, I'm all making stupid jokes. So that Here's the thing. Iodon is a dick is always a relevant point. He like, totally screwed up Alon, or Arlon all on his own. He did know, that. Royal helped. No, he didn't. Yeah, no, it's true. Royal helped support Iodon and created the monstrosity that was Gosh. the Arlon. Shh. Fuck it, Josh. That doesn't matter. Royal's cool. Eric, did you just say look it, Josh, or did you say something else? I said suck it. Suck uh, it. I heard something. We're, we're going to have to have you bleep that. <laughs> That's not, no. That's not. <laughs> yes, we're bleeping that. <sighs> you so, people any... bleeping. You're just so, yeah. I'll bleep you. No, it's, I'm just saying, like, that's a thing that people say. I, I heard it as something else. Do we have any last thoughts before we wrap up for the week? Galadon is awesome. <laughs> I don't think. Suck it. Yeah, that. Anyways, I think that is all for this week. Uh, I think you're right. So, I guess it's time for the weekly roundup. Roundup? I hate Sereni. That is part one of the weekly roundup. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll just be. Even when we go in Mistborn, you'll be like, you know, I, I hate Sereni. <laughs> I'll be like, I hate Zane. So there you go. I hate Zane. If you don't know, I hate Zane. So let's just get it all out here. Let's so. keep it bottled up until Zane comes on screen. Yes, but if you want to get in touch with us on the forums, I'm Rubix. I am First Rainbow Rose. And I'm Chaos. So I'm crazy. I'm going to smack you in the face. <laughs> Might have to change your nick to Inquisitor Santa for a while. Oh, I could so do that on Christmas. I'm doing that. Well, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Shardcast and at 17th Shard. And if you have any questions for us, just send them to Shardcast at 17thshard.com. Well, thank y'all. Don't complain about our episode in our email. We'll just delete it. <laughs> will not. I will actually read them. I don't even get those emails. <laughs> well, if you want access, we can give it to you. Okay. Not you, listener. We're not talking to you. <laughs> you don't get access to our stuff. Anyway. Well, for now, thank you for listening, and we will hopefully, you will hear from us next week. And have happy holidays, and call. Bye. <laughs>